live. We had a lot of technical problems yesterday. Hopefully that's all been fixed. Um, checking my Telegram chat. I know I'm uh, 20 minutes early, but I have to leave early today. I have a family commitment. So today's going to be just a funny one. I got some really funny stuff. Um, I even told that to, uh, to my new Indian nationalist buddy. I was like, he was like, uh, he was like, oh, it seems like you're still going at the Pajits. And I'm like, yeah, but it's more in like a friendly, fun way now. Like, I get it. We're just going to have a good time with it. And he was, he didn't write back, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're just going to have fun. All right. I talked to my mom today. It was really funny. She was like, oh, Owen, I've been really enjoying your, um, your podcast on the Pajits. I'm like, good mom. You don't want to hear what they're saying about you and my sister that you never conceived. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't spoil that, but, uh, it was just really funny. She's like, I didn't know anything about these Pajits. All right, mama. And by the way, if I look a little rugged, ragged today, it's because the temperature dropped 65 degrees. So I tried working out today and I was like lightheaded. Something really happens. I think especially with the, uh, with the moisture content in the air. I don't know if you guys ever experienced this, but it was like 35 degrees and now it's negative 20, negative 30 with an insane wind chill. And that happened in like 12 hours. And so, uh, and so, yeah, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little fried because I've just been keeping all the animals water. Um, I've been keeping all the animals water unfrozen. And the thing about cold, cold winters is they just have to eat a lot. Unfortunately, I'm doing that too. I think I'm getting a little fat again. So I have to really keep an eye on that. Uh, like today I had waffles and butter and, uh, and some like black beans and, and cheese and avocados. I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I feel like I'm eating kind of like my animals eat, but I think part of that is the, um, um, the winter effect. All right. Good afternoon, BB buckets and bears. All right. So I got a lot, I got a lot for you today. Anchor bear made a sketch in Missouri that looks hilarious. I haven't even watched it yet, but I know it's going to be funny. Um, the Pajits offer a protection racket. Gonzalo Lear is dead. So I want to, um, give my thoughts on that. Uh, proof of how the short people view tall people. We'll get to that. And of course, Vivek. See, here's the thing. America started bombing, uh, Yemen yesterday. So apparently, uh, we're in war again and I want to give a full look at it. Not just like Jews bad, Zionism bad, America bad. Like what is the military's purpose? What is their mandate? And their mandate is to keep supply chains open. Now, why are we running into this issue now where it's very immoral feeling? And we'll get to that. Because it's not just one side. It's not just like a bunch of sneaky Jews are sitting around thinking, uh, oh, we just want to kill everybody that's moral and based and gets it. That, that's not the case at all. But since their actions in Israel have gotten so ridiculous, you're going to start seeing more and more and more pushback. And so in the American mandate, like the Navy, our whole purpose, why America rules the world, and we took, we took up the torch after England, 
is because we control the supply chains. Like when somebody rebels and tries to block the Red Sea, we bomb and shoot all of them, you know? Now, if they're being greedy pirates, let's just start with that. Uh, if they're being greedy, dirty pirates, that's fine. Like that is a good service that America provides. Like we, uh, dirty, sneaky, greedy pirates try to rob uh, good vessels. Like uh, I am the captain now, like those guys then great, we use our giant guns and we blow them to bits and we teach them a lesson about greed. But unfortunately, what's happened is um, our, our best little buddies in the whole wide world, Israel over there, are, are committing an act of genocide. And it is. Uh, and uh, alleged genocide. They're, they're fighting it out in the UN court right now. But the case, I was watching a little bit of it, is so unbelievably bad against Israel that if they don't find Israel guilty of genocide, it means the UN is just total nonsense. Okay? Roman Empire eradicated pirates in their time. That was a great service. Yeah, yeah. Eradicating piracy is a great service. Now, what is the reason why Yemen is rebelling? Why Yemen is trying to block Israeli ships? Uh, it's because Israel is being immoral. And now when you have your hitman, uh, America, coming uh, to free the, the, the passages for safe travel and commerce, which is a service we provide, it's a whole different ballgame. You know, it's like, it's one thing if someone wants to be us, if like a bunch of young upstart pirates uh, want to get rich and kill the white man and take their stuff. Yeah, bomb them into bits, right? No problem with that at all. That's the nature of the alpha male. When people are rebelling because of a human rights issue and because of a moral religious issue, it's not the same. And you're not going to get the world backing you. That's why the mandate of heaven, I know that it's... Uh, uh, that it seems like the devil rules the world and the devil does rule the world in a way. Um, you know, like the, the Rome, the city of God versus the city of man. I was talking to my mom today about uh, Augustine. And it's so, my, my mom is so naturally funny. She's like, uh, she's like, oh, Augustine was a really great thinker, but a little odd. <laughs> I'm like, that's how I view a lot of Catholics. You know, really, really profound thoughts and a lot of good stuff, but they're all just a little weird. I think it's the robes. But anyway, the city of God versus the city of man. You know, you have the city of God, which is the divine mandates that you receive when you live a moral life. And then the city of man, which is, uh, you know, the material, which is, you know, uh, metaphysically or philosophically ruled by Satan. And uh, Satan is allowed to rule the material realm because God allows that. And so to fall into Satan's jurisdiction versus to fall in the uh, city of God's jurisdiction is all about your choices and how you live your life. That's how I view it, okay? Um, Saint, sin stored in the balls. Yeah, they're all a little perverted, all those uh, Catholics, but a lot of them are profound thinkers. My mom's the least inverted person I know. She goes, she was telling me this story about, because I was explaining to her the Pajit and how they're a lot like the Jews where, uh, you know, they're mommy's special boys and they're the best boys in all the world and their dad never like disciplines them or makes them, um, 
understand hierarchy. So that's why when, when they're let loose on the world, uh, it can be so annoying. And she was telling, she was like, I wonder if that started happening in the sixties. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, that's when there's this big push to keep mothers into the workplace and to like pacify and pussify fathers. She didn't say pussify, but you know what I mean? And she goes, that's when I became a feminist. That's after your brother was born. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, because I became a stay-at-home mother and all these other women and even the men would not know how to react to that. They'd say, what do you do, Jean? And she'd say, I'm a mother. And they would get so uncomfortable. That's when I became a feminist. I'm like, mom, I think the way you're using the word feminist is accurate and the opposite of how most people use feminist. Like most people use the word feminist that it's uh, about making women men, like making women uh, get really excited about aborting their babies and working male jobs. My mom was like, I had no reason to become a feminist until I became a stay-at-home mother. And all these people were like trying to shame me and guilt me. So I became a feminist. I'm like, that's hilarious. Okay, let me uh, check with Cod, make sure that... Uh, Technically, we're working here. Hang on a second. Uh, tech, good. All good? Okay, good, good. Uh, and I've also incorporated the shit-eating insult now to everyone, not just Indians. So I think maybe now the Indians will uh, relax a bit. But anyway, so the story I was telling... Oh, yeah, the city of God versus the city of man. So when you're looking at Yemen... They are in active rebellion against uh, the mandate of heaven. And the mandate of heaven is given right now to America, okay? And it was England, and it's been Rome, and it's been the Islamic Empire, and it's been the Ottomans, and it's been uh, all kinds of Chinese dynasties. Like, it, it appears like the Chinese have their, they, they openly call it the mandate of heaven, where a dynastic ruler will have the mandate of heaven, where they get to control the roads, they get to control the commerce, but it has to do with their nobility, which it comes from like being noble. So if you're given the mandate of heaven and you have an act of rebellion against you, like let's say a bunch of uh, pirates in the Philippines are trying to chop off your head for, uh, for trading, you can blast them and people, and that's okay. You Like on the metaphysical level, you still have that ability because it's the greedy and moral ones are trying to take your ring and you get to blast them. Now, what happens when you become the greedy and the immoral one? Like what happens when you want to take Gaza's land for your pipeline and you stage what appears to be a false flag in order to commit active genocide on their population? That's when things start shifting. And in China, it's called you lose the mandate of heaven. You know, you like you lose it because the world starts saying you're not the good guys anymore. And so although it's not just a one side, like there's a lot of good people in the U.S. military right now that are blasting Yemen because they're doing their job. Yemen is trying to uh, block global trade and the American military's mandate is to keep the trade routes going. Boom. But when you're bombing and blasting people who are blocking your trade route, because of your immorality, your genocide that you're doing actively in Israel, you start losing the mandate of heaven. Okay, let's move on. 
Uh, because American politics are really, really heating up. Like, here's Vivek Ramswamy and Nikki Haley debating the intricacies of the Yemen situation. Okay, so the American politicians are really trying to get to the bottom of the Yemen situation. And uh, and so Nikki Haley and um, and Vivek Ramswamy are really trying to get to the bottom of it. Here's some more powerful discourse. Hey, guess, why? Are you crazy? You fucking fucking you fucking Okay, so that's about it. And here is uh, Vivek Ramswamy demanding, demanding that you send Bob's and Vagine. Demanding it. Okay, this is what goes through every Pajit's head every time they do a tweet saying I'm a 49-year-old homosexual who, who beat and fucked his dog and um, rapes kids or whatever. I don't even know what they're saying at this point. Oh, my, my wife, my mother, my daughter, and my sister are all on OnlyFans. This is what goes through their head. Ready? My life, my rules, my style, my attitude. You love me or hate me, I don't care. But don't play with me. Watch, watch it. Ready? Okay, they're they're like the ultimate gamma male. It's what happens when when there's no male role. Like the man doesn't go, you're a fucking bitch. And so anytime their ego is hurt, like their emotions get hurt, it's like this, it's like this nation of gammas. They're like just gamma males. They're way worse than the Israelis, and I didn't think that was possible. Where they're like, Oh, really, buddy? And I'm like, your mommy praised you your whole life, said you were the specialist boy in the whole wide world. To the point where in India they have this thing that they've been caught doing a lot. Uh, Paul from Pockets talked about that before he was kicked out of his own Indian cult for being cheap. Um, is they had something called the, uh, what was it called? Fuck, it was his cult was called, uh, was called the Heartfulness Meditation, the Fartfulness Meditation. It was run by a guy named Dodgy. That's really his name. And the last guy's name was Chargy. And so that that some called the brighter minds where they would they would blindfold kids, but they're obviously cheating. And they would like just be and they would figure out what a shape is or they would be able to tell you what color something is because of their mind. It was called the brighter mind. It's a total parlor trick. And anyone with an IQ over mold or that aren't like nakedly lying can see how fucking stupid it is. And so this one guy was like, okay, let's let's take the Brighter Minds kids and we'll put actual blindfolds on them. Like, let me monitor it and we'll test them. And, they, and, and they're like, no, no. And then they start slandering them, saying that they fuck pigs and all this. It's, it's like this culture of like arrogance where they pretend they have powers that they don't have. And so this is how this is how they view me every time I hurt their feelings. My life, my rules, my style, my attitude. You love me or hate me, I 
by just stomping on the ground. Guys, he's not joking. That's not a comedian. That's why they don't understand comedy with a lot of these people. And I was writing that. I'm like, this one bitch was like, you are a sick, you are a sick bipolar man who needs pills. I'm like, no, you don't understand American comedy. Like we keep other men in check by making fun of them. And they're like, oh, really? Your wife is getting cum? I'm like, no, no, it has to be based in reality. You have to mock male weakness, you know? And so when you mock male weakness and they don't accept it, they just keep going until the wheels fall off the wagon. It doesn't work. It doesn't work long term. Like, I know that you'll get this gamma spurg out where they're like, I'm calling the FBI on you, bloody buddy. And then I'm going to have you killed by by unknown men. And then you will be killed. And I'm like, you're fantasizing. You're doing a fantasy thing again. Just fucking accept that you're not the center of the universe. Like your mommy was raised you to be a little tyrant. It's not just a racial thing. In, uh, in Game of Thrones, there was a character named uh, that little shitty kid king that ended up dying. Remember that guy? Who was just like this tyrant, awful fuck. Someone con- commented under one of BB's posts saying India is just 90% gammas. Yeah, and there's some good Indians. Like, I've had some really good conversations with some good Indians. <clears throat> so it's not like all of them, and I don't even think it's a racial uh, condition. It's how the mommies treat their little boys. And they, uh, and they end up with these fantasies. Joffrey, yeah. King Joffrey is the gamma male. Where they're, the, the, Joffrey's parents were incestual, if you watch Game of Thrones. And so in order to deal with that guilt, they treated him like, like he was never wrong and he was like the most special boy in the world and it, it spoiled him. Like there was, there was always this, because uh, I was explaining this to my mom and I was like, yeah, the Jews and the Bajits and all that. And she's like, so who are, the, who are the good ones then? I'm like, everyone else? Like uh, how you raised me? Like you never said you were proud of me once. And she was like, I know, I think it's bad to, to, uh, to inflate a child's ego. And I'm like, yeah. And uh, I'm like, Arabs, Germans, Irish, American men, rural American men. Like any group that's like, you got to fucking humble yourself, little boy. Like you're still on your mommy's tit. You know, and uh, the Pajits are like, it's like, oh, don't you say that. My mommy has the best milk in the whole world. It's like, you're not prepared for this world, man. Like you're not, you're not helping these kids because they do it to Jews all the time. The mommy treats them like they're the specialist boy in the world, but there's also like a, uh, like a damage and a trauma that makes a gamma where they say like they're the most special, magical, perfect boy in the whole wide world. But at the same time, they're like awful. Like they treat them like they're like shit unless they succeed. That's why the Indian uh, culture is so aggressive for money and competition and accolades and success. Same with the Jews, where they're like, the Jews are like, well, I happen to sit on three boards. I'm a lawyer and a doctor. I'm like, you're masturbating on a public bus. And they're like, oh, you're just trying to hurt me. I'm like, why are you so fucking crazy? You know, like just a good hearted carpenter is a better guy than you. Like you're, 
your awards don't mean shit. You know, like my father has that in him. Fortunately, I was raised relatively well compared to how my dad was raised. Like he didn't have a picture of his family on his desk at at the university. He had a picture of him and Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Because in his mind, that's what makes him a special good boy because of mommy. And I'm like, no, no. Like your family is your greatest accomplishment. And I'm so fortunate that I didn't get that poison in me because it spreads, you know? And, uh, but I really, really understand the danger of making mommy special boy with their daddy is like, it's this combination where you really destroy these, these kids where you, you treat them like they're magical and special and everyone else is just jealous of them. But unless they get a ton of money and a ton of, uh, status, they're like failures. You know, and my mom would always say, what I want for you, Owen is enough. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, what I want in your life is for you to someday feel like you have enough. And that is ancient knowledge. Like that's really, really important. That to have that, uh, that blind ambition that never ends, you will be great, but you won't be good. All right. Like as a father of four sons, I asked myself very early on, do I want my sons to be great or good? Because if you want to raise great sons, it requires trauma, like a lot of trauma. And I have a bit of greatness to me. And a lot of that came from trauma. Like that's honestly what it is. And it's not ideal. Like I want good sons. Greatness is not the goal. Goodness is the goal. Like I would much rather have my sons be, you know, working class, middle class, competent males with loving families and healthy children than them to be, you know, a movie star, a CEO or anything like that with billions of dollars and a crack addiction, you know, and you'd be surprised how many cultures in the world would find that crazy. Like they'd say, oh, buddy. My son is COO of MasterCard, lawyer and doctor. I'm like, yeah, but he's like divorced three times and he's on crack. And they're like, you're just jealous of Pajit. It's the same with the Jews where they're like, because the reason I'm so good at mocking Jews is that I don't hate them. Like I've had some incredible friendships and continue to have incredible friendships with some um, really Jewy Jews, like the Jewiest fucking Jews in the world. And they do have some goodness in their heart, but a lot of trauma and torment, you know, like they, they'll never feel like they're enough. Like they never feel that satisfaction. A lot of it comes from the woman, whether it's their mother, their wife, whatever. It's like, it's like, Oh, you're, everyone's just jealous of you. You have special blood. You're descended from Moses. You're the King. You, you're God's chosen people. But your cousin is a doctor and a lawyer. And they they demean them in in public. Like they mock them in public. They they praise and mock all the time. And that's how you like develop these great, like greatness, but not goodness. And so the good news is nothing that happens on the macro global stage matters when it comes to the family raising good kids. Like it doesn't matter if it's a digital currency or a dollar or a gold or a 
who we're at war with or, you know, whether the trains are on time. It's, it's a choice you make as a parent, you know? That's why I'm terrible at making fun of weather Jews. Hate those spray. Oh, yeah, it's funny. You can't let the trauma break you. You have to keep pushing to be great. Yeah, like trauma will break you on some level all the time. Like I have a greatness vibe to me. I think I'm a pretty good guy, but I have some pretty glaring flaws. Uh, But I have an ability of greatness. Like I can perform on the highest levels in front of 60,000 people over and over and over and over and over like a fucking robot. Like I could memorize a a script a week, perform it live on a sitcom with super high pressure and everybody watching you and criticizing you. And, and I could just do that over and over and over. Like same with like learning how to play Beethoven and Bach and all that. And that comes from an element of trauma. But, uh, the underbelly was I was terrible in relationships. I was, uh, I drank too much alcohol. I had a, uh, a few strains of deep and profound insecurities that led to a, uh, uh, some sexual uh, um, appetites that, that were not healthy. And then over time, I've really grown, I've like really healed a lot of that. Me and Amy together have healed a lot of, uh, just a lot of that shit, where now I don't have these, the same issues. Yeah, Gonzalez, dad, I'll talk about that. And so uh, why do you think they do that? Because they want, they want the gold ring from Satan. They want status. They want to be, okay, like, and it's over and over and over and over in every book and movie that we like. Remember the hunchback um, in 300? May you live a thousand years in your cowardice, you know? Like the hunchback got the status without the courage because he was willing to kneel, because he was willing to submit to uh, the empire. So he was given the status and the money and the sex, but he had no honor. And that is what happens when you're raised with this, like that. You know what I'm saying? All right, got to keep moving on here. Um, like this is the music from the mind of the Pajit. And every time the Pajit tells me to stop making fun of them, granted I have changed. I'm not going to attack their religion like I was or be as aggressively insulting, but they need mockery. They need it because they don't have an older brother that did it. They don't have a dad that did it. Their little mommies, um, their little mommies treated them like the special boys. And this is what happens, dude. But anyway, This goes through my head every time a Pajit tells me to stop being funny. Okay, this exact song goes through my head. Here we go. (laughs) Hey, are you going to sing? Yeah, but it's not a song. It's my life. It's my life. It's my life. Okay, so they're not joking. You know, they're like having fun and smiling and stuff, but they're like, he thought he just dropped a fucking hammer on people by saying, it's not a song, it's my life. And the woman is so arrogant and ridiculous that she laughed at herself as she was saying it and they didn't do another take. They're like, oh, that was perfect. It's just like insane, right? 
So watch this again. But these guys are pretty sweet. I really do kind of like them. Uh, but watch, watch the fucking heat on this guy. Watch the heat coming off him. I mean, he's ready to fucking, he's ready to just crush. Here we go. Are you going to sing? Yeah. But, but how is that funny? Are you into sing? I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I, I, like we don't have the same worldview. But this guy's about to fucking drop a hammer. He's like, it's yeah, I'm into singing, bitch. But this is not a song. It's my life. But it's not a song. It's my life. It's my life. It's oh, my dude, life. right here. Oh, she's feeling the groove. You see when she like did that with her head? When she did that with her head, she was like, oh, he's fucking doing it. Here we go. Come on. Yes. Come on, Pajit. Here we go. Feel it. Fucking feel it, man. Here he goes. Here he goes. By the way, are you seeing a theme among among the Pajits? It's all, it's this is the mind of the gamma male. It's my life. I'll do anything I want. I don't care what you think, but I'm still making a video because I care what you think and I'm a little pussy. My life, my rules, my style, my attitude. You love me or hate me. I don't care, but don't play with me. Here, come on, come on, Brigitte! Oh! Yes! Fuck! He doesn't care what you think. That's why he spent so much time making that fantasy. Okay, so this is Pajit Pop. Um, he doesn't, he, it's his life. He doesn't give a fuck. Because, like, don't get, the Jews and the Israelis do their share of, like, their intelligence, slander, narrative stuff about me. But have you seen the next level of retarded uh, when it comes to uh, the Pajits? They literally will just post pictures of, like, a woman with, like, cum on her and shit. And they're like, like, journalists will be like, this is Mr. Owen Benjamin's mom and wife. And you're like... Your mind has been broken. In your mind, anything you want is real. It's called a gamma delusion bubble. Okay? But from our point of view, you look fucking so retarded. That's why, and I was talking to Chance. He was like, yeah, Hindu scripture is like 10 years old. They had to keep rewriting it because of the humidity in India. Like, there is no coherent Hindu... Vedic texts because paper itself doesn't last more than 10 years in a jungle. He's like, they're always just making shit up. Okay. Anyway, so this is, it's his life. Yes. 
If I was gonna make this music video, it would be like the stuff, like you know the the walk the walk signs. It would like the the red handed come up and Pajita'd go, and he'd just walk. Like that's 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 how I picture it. Where it's like the crosswalk. It's like well, or how about this? Even better if it's a person. Like it's a crossing guard. Like when we we're in school. And he holds up like a, it's an old man and he holds up a stop sign and Pajit goes. And he just walks and everyone's like, and all the women are like, like this guy doesn't fucking care, dude. He'll walk anywhere he wants. You can't tell him what to do. If you look like that, do you know what people think about you? He doesn't care. Sentimental. Here we go. Yes. By the way, this is one of my favorite parts. Is the control room. They can't believe how hard he's hitting. And they can't like. They can't contain their emotion. Is this the one about his neighbor? Hang on. What is the lyric that really. Uh. That really gets him going. Dude, this Pajit doesn't give a fuck, man. A friend of mine said, I am a waste fellow. I'm a fellow. He don't know the taste of this fellow. Oh my, oh yeah! There it is! No, they don't know the taste of this fellow. Like, you think you can fucking say stuff about this fellow? You don't even know how he tastes. It gets way crazier. He admits to eating brains. And real natural human diet, love that one, because he does he eats brains too. But I think I think he's talking about a different type of brains. My teacher scolds me that I neglect education. I neglect education. She don't know I got real education. My that I am Hang on, wait a second. Wait a minute. His neighbor thinks that I am wasting my time. Let me guess. Your neighbor's actually the one wasting his time. I think I know how this Pajit thinks. Yes! Fuck yeah! See, that's the dynamic in India. So the woman comes in and goes, Oh, you're a bad boy! And then wait till he throws back the attitude and she uh, and she smirks because she knows that he's a good bad boy. Watch this. I always search good in bad. I also search bad in good. Whoa. No, she was like, whoa, whoa. She was like, you really told me, Pajit. Wait till this. Wait till he, wait till he says this. And I want the Pajits to understand this about me. I'm also a very good bad boy. I know right now you guys think I'm just a bad boy. But they're like, you make me feel very bad. I'm a good bad boy. Here it is. Ready? Yes! I'm a very good bad boy. I'm a very good By the way, look at, look at her smirk of like, way to play it. Watch this. She's like, okay. And then like, you see how she like frowned but then smirked? Where she was like, Way to fucking, way to come through, Pajit. 
Because she's like, How, what do you have to say for yourself? And he's like, I always search good in bad. I always search bad in good. I'm a very good bad boy. And she's like, whoa, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. Pajit just escalated. Watch this. Bad boy. Yeah. I'm a very bad boy. Yeah, you are. See, you see how he's like riffing hard with like different key signatures? This is when he starts admitting to a lot of crimes. He's a self-blamer. That that when he says he's a self-blamer, he gets the women back on his side. They're like, well, it's good you blame yourself for being such a naughty poop man. And then, and then he just busts out, I'm a brain eater. Bear in mind, they're not even allowed to eat beef in, in, uh, in India. But he eats brains, though. He steals hearts and eats brains, and then he laughs about it. He's a fucking smart cheater and a painkiller. And I know some of the Pajits right now are probably real pissed at me. Can I just explain something to you, you dirty little fuckers? Everybody makes fun of tall people, okay? I'm going to show you Matt Cox and a dirty black thief, who's funny as shit, by the way. His name's Black Kevin or something. But he's just filthy. Like, he just, just steals everything. But at least he's honest about it. Matt Cox is five fucking five. I think the guy's funny as shit. I think he's got an interesting life story. He's trying to, he's trying to do it. But they openly hate tall people. I'm six foot eight. Six foot eight. And you little brown fuckers want to act like, oh, you're so full of hate. I got you banned in the EU. Bunch of my tweets are now banned in the EU. It's hilarious. Banned in the EU. For what? For saying that, for making fun of you? Do you think that this sentiment would be banned anywhere? Feel yeah, well, like, he's six foot six. I'd be fucking thrilled too. <laughs> yeah, my my challenge, my vertical challenge, friend. So he's a foot taller than me. Yes, fucker, I hate that fucker. I don't so, even like tall people. Fuck you. <laughs> so I get this job in the midst of me living off of theft. Okay, so so they're just being real honest. Like the blacks, like all I do is steal, and the short guys, like I hate tall people. That's why I like listening to them. Because they're total shit, but at least it's not cognitive dissonance. I, I can't stand cognitive dissonance. Where it's like they act a certain way that directly contradicts exactly what I know is really happening. You know? It's like these fucking Indians. They'll be like, oh, the Arab is bitch. Arab Muslim, we piss and poop. We kill, we eat. And then the minute you're like, dude, your elephant god has a big dick in that statue. They're like, Oh, the hatred of the Hindu, the hatred of the Hindu. I ban you. I come for you. I poop on you. It's like, you're living in a crazy ass backward. Okay. As a tall person, the entire world is made against me. Fact. Beds, airplane seating, doorway height. You know, when it says, uh, you go into a garage and it says maximum height six, five. Okay. I can't walk in there without banging my fucking forehead on it. Do you think you, you don't even think about that. You don't care. One size fits all. No, it doesn't. One size does not fit all. Oh, let's just go out and have a couple drinks and get a buzz. Maybe for you, five, six drinks for my buzz. 
Yours is half of a drink because you're like an idiot. Oh, now you're full of hate. People are constantly like, I hate tall people. Fuck tall people. Oh, really? Well, fuck black people. Oh, now you've gone too far. Why? Because they steal? Let's listen to what black Kevin has to say about how he lives. So a foot taller than me. Yes. Fucker, I hate that fucker. I don't so, even like tall people. Well, it's funny because I don't like black people or short people. I get this job in the midst of me living off of theft. So- right, right. He's just, Black Kevin is like, he would never spend any of his own money ever. Even if he was just like paying a parking ticket, it had to be stolen. Had to, All they do is steal. And Black Kevin was from a good family. Like he had both his parents, you know, he was, but all that does is it makes the black steal better. You know, everybody's like, oh, it's because they didn't have dads. No, when they don't have dads, they, they like rape and kill. If they have dads, they do credit card fraud. They're not paying for anything. Dude, one of my, I'm not even going to say who it is, but a, a, a really good friend of mine that's very successful in comedy that's black uh, comes from a married family, very successful parents, credit card thief, right? Felon. Meanwhile, these people will pretend that I'm this horrible person. Sometimes I'm like, you're literally a dirty thief. Like you had a full ride to a college. Like your mom's a college professor. Like your parents were married. Why are you still a thief? Like, and they just are like, yeah, credit card thief. I'm like, there, he's like a felon. You know, and they're all felons, all. So anyway, let's get back to the Bajit. So if the Bajit right now is getting pissed at me, like, oh, you bloody motherfucker, you full of hate. The whole world hates tall guys that aren't thieves. They like, they get so mad at us. They're like thinking about our big dicks and our fucking power that they just want to honor. Like little Matt Cox. He probably thinks about a guy my height and wants to run me off the road so that me and my big dick just die in a fiery crash. I'm not even kidding. And that's why, like, whites can be thieves too, but they're always short. Like, Matt Cox stole, like, $15 million. Like, he went to prison for, like, 12 years. Oh, so whites do steal. Short whites. Short Tall whites don't steal. Like, why would we steal? We have everything. Like, why would we, we don't resent the world at all. White guys without dads transition into moms if you get my drift. Good point, Bismillah Bear. But it's like short white men. Yeah, Frank Amadeo short. He's 5'3". Because when you're that small, you get really ambitious. You get really like, I must take what I don't, no one, I'm a piece of poop, I rape, I put. It's, it's guys like short men are to be watched carefully. And if they have a problem with that, oh, why are you watching me because I'm short? Then watch at double hard. Like I got a buddy up here who's short and he gets it, you know? And he has no insecurity at all about being short. Why? Because he's not committing any crimes. Brandon. You know, Brandon, Veritech Tactical, motherfucking CEO, right? He has no issue with my uh, height supremacy whatsoever because he's not stealing. Any short guy, it's like, oh, why you got to be such a dick about short people? I'm like, oh, really? You want, let me guess, you want to kill me and my big dick and steal all my money? They're like, oh, why you got to, how'd you know? It's, it's insane. Anyway, let's, let's get back to Bajit crushing so hard. Hey, 
guys, he's a, a new sensor. He's a back bencher. I mean, guys, he's dropping shit so hard. I'm not even going to say he's saying he's a pedo, by the way. I think he's a fairly innocent guy. I know I'm making fun of the Pajit really bad. But when he said he's a kid lover, he doesn't mean the way you think it means. I think, I think he truly is trying to say, like, I love kids. But I am a soul builder. There we go. I am very anger. I know it's very danger. Like, his gamma males are always, always very, very angry but they know it's very danger. They try not to express their anger until they try and call the FBI on you. He's a routine changer. Like every time this Pajit gets in a routine where someone's like, oh, are you going to post office today? It's nine o'clock. He's like, not today. No, I go at 10 o'clock. And they're like, whoa. This Pajit is fucking really bad ass. I want to make poopy with him. I'll start a new chapter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, not, wait, Pajit, you start a new chapter? You're not even done with this chapter. So what do you want to come with everyone? Just me. And there he's like talking about how much he likes his bread. Non, non, non. song's going through his head he's changing his routine and eating brains <laughs> fuck yeah Pajit did you Pajit do you see Pajit doing a sideways pump just to let the girls know he's not playing around watch this watch his hip moves boom boom Don't believe me. I'm a true liar. Oh, fuck. See, that's, it actually is one of the most honest Pajit songs ever written. Because he tells you, don't believe me. I am a true liar. And everyone's like, oh, dude, I can't believe you admitted it. So it's not really about your life? Watch this. His original claim is that it's not a song, it's his life. Watch <laughs> hey, this. Hey, are you going to sing? Yeah, but it's not a song. It's my life. It's my life. It's my life. Bear in mind, in four minutes, he's going to admit it's not his life. It's a dirty lie. And he's not even a routine changer. Like, he's not even changing his damn routine. Dude, he's about to fucking tell everybody exactly what's up. Here we go. Bear in mind, he admits by the end of the song that it's all a lie. Here we go. By the way, it is a... Doesn't it look exactly like a young bowler bear? It's my life. 
So, so now that I know what's really happening, Pajit, are you trying to admit that it's not your life? Because you're a true liar, which really fucked my head up, Pajit. It's almost like you live in a paradoxical, chaotic nonsense realm where it's like a true liar. Pajit, what does that even mean? A liar is not true. Here we go. Watch this confidence. Dude, he's getting everyone pregnant. By the way, the, the guys in the control room are like, how the fuck is Pajit going to react to that diss track that, that that girl just did? Who I think is his sister. They think he's crazy, but he just loves old knickknacks. Dude, classic Pajit. Oh shit! So so I think he's talking about his poop. I'm not kidding. But he doesn't know the taste of this fellow. I think he's like, you don't know about my poopy. I know it's disgusting, but that's how they think. Watch this. Here it is. Yes! Okay, so that's that's there. But I mean, listen, as as crazy as that is, at least we have them in our politics now because now that things are heating up in Yemen uh, at least we have Vivek Ramswamy and Nikki Haley to debate it out okay so that's going well um and this is what happens in every Pajit's mind whenever they think of a great comeback on my Twitter. They're like, oh, you bloody bitch. Your wife only fan fuck Indian. My life, my rules, my style, my attitude. You love me or hate me. I don't care. But don't play with me. Dude, I, I was just like, I, I don't know if I'm going to love you or hate you. You just have so much style and attitude. But I can tell he doesn't care. That's what makes him so damn alluring. He's 5'1". He probably has a poopy in his pants. But he is like, he doesn't even care what I think. My life? My wait, a minute, wait a minute, it's your life? It's your rules? Like right now he's on a dock pretending he's being chased by a bear tiger and he's like, I don't care what you think of me. These pants are Zikabarichi. I make very much money. My style, my attitude. You love me or hate me. I don't care. But don't play with me. Like, he's going to rape. 
Like right after he did that, he wanted Bob's and Vagine. Okay, moving on. It's my life, my rules. Love me or hate me, I don't care. My style, my attitude. <laughs> By the way, the uh, the Pajits are trying to take over where the mafia left off. This is, uh, dude, the Pajits in uh, Ontario, Canada are now trying to shake down businesses. Read carefully, do not think this is fake letter. Jai Shri Lam, Jai Shri Lam, Jai Shri Lam. We are Indian gang members. We want our share from your business like protection money. As you've seen on news in November this month, two shootings on houses, they were targeted because we asked them little money, they denied. The Pada Auto sells a Sukamaker. You got in trouble. We want very peacefully from you this amount of money. Do business here. Or Abba Support, you will know other way to please make sure do not contact the police. If you did, then no more letter, only bullet. Keep in mind. Uh, we are only asking two million in cash in here or we might get in India. We have all links uh, over do not ignore us. It will affect very badly. We will contact you next month. We give you one month to decide by phone or letter. This guy didn't give the $2 million and his house was covered in poopy. I told you I would cover poopy. Okay, what is this? So, uh, if you notice my tone has changed with the Bajits, I'm not being a dick anymore. So I said, uh, I really am trying to just be more brotherly about it. Uh, I said, Afghan Afghanistan had poppy fields, India has poopy fields. And someone said, Thought there was peace made between you and the Pajits. Who broke the ceasefire? I said, they can't stop saying they're going to fuck me bloody. So I'm going to keep making fun of them, but I'm trying to be more lighthearted about it and not start an international incident. <laughs> two million rupees? No, dollars. These people are retarded. They're like, you give me two million dollars or I shoot bullet. I serious, man. Meanwhile, they all hate guns. Like, Two minutes later, they'll be like, America's gun culture, very poopy bad. I'm like, you just threatened to shoot me, though. Oh, yes, sir. I shoot you. But American gun culture, very poopy, very loud, poopy gun. All right, anyway, um, Gonzalo Weir is dead. And rest in peace. I really, I enjoyed some of his, uh, some of his videos, and he did display a lot of courage. But, uh... You know, I want to I want to say what I believe about about this, like what the takeaway is. So he was uh, Gonzalo Lira was taken by the Ukrainians. He was a uh, a journalist in Ukraine, really going at Blinken by name and uh, Newland and all the the Jews in the State Department in America and what they were doing in Ukraine. And he kept calling it the uh, Zelensky regime and what was happening in Ukraine. But the bottom line, guys, is in war. Watch yourself. I wouldn't have done that. If the government fails and falls, like when you're dealing with people in active war, their view of violence is so normalized that it's not like the West. You know, it's not like one thing about Gonzalo Lira that I did not appreciate. I mean, he called people who deny the moon landing mentally ill, but is, um, is he didn't value America at all. Like he was always talking shit about America and how uh, and how backward it is and how fucked up it is and how he, he moved to Ukraine 
because he like said it was so much better than America. He's like, America's a fallen place and everything's corrupt. And so he moves to Ukraine and then he wants America to step in on his behalf to like get him out of Ukraine. And you know what? What I, I, I wish America had like, I, it's a very sad day that a journalist that's doing non non-violent, like he wasn't violent, you know, like for the fact that he was tortured and killed is sad. Like I'm not uh, mocking him at all. In fact, it's like fucked up. I think Gonzalo had some sort of cancer diabetes before he got taken and probably died from that in prison. Uh, yeah. He said he had cancer. Like he may have just died in prison. That is actually true. His arrogance got him killed. Yes. Guys, I'm here to give you guys good advice. I'm not here to front and, and pretend that I'm something I'm not, or like, um, I'm not ever going to give you advice that I think will lead to anything negative in your life ever once. So I'm not just going to be like, Oh, Patriots mount up. This is the West has fallen. No, the reality of the situation is if you find yourself in a war zone, shut the fuck up. I can do this now because we're in a stable government with, um, America's culture, America's ways of life, America's rules. And it's important for me to do this and for me to make fun of the sacred cows and for me to uh, help people understand what's happening and for me to speak out against, um, you know, lies and corruption and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's smart for me to do that now. And it's very helpful. Let's say hypothetically a war breaks out and people are dying every day, like family members, people that you know, like in Ukraine, you know, I have a couple uh, Ukrainian listeners and people I'm kind of buddies with, and some of them will like lose family members. And it's not because of like mortars and war. What happens in Ukraine is when you have a fallen state, the cops will kill you and take your car. Because that's the way, that's the way it is in a fallen state. Like all these Anarcho-capitalists are fucking crazy. Oh, the government is full of tyranny. The government, you're, you have no idea what you're talking about. And listen to people that understand when the government falls and you have like active war, the real demons in people come out, especially people that have been at the front lines that have been in war zones that know there are no cops coming to get them. That's why like a lot of American soldiers would talk about um, you know, that there was pedophilia in Afghanistan. They talk about the Buka boys or, uh, like one of my friends shot a pedophile mid rape. My friend is now dead from fentanyl, but like he shot him in the head mid rape that see a lot of people go, Oh, it's Islam. Oh, Muslim pedophile Muhammad. No, that guy would have been in prison or killed if they had a functional government, which they did when America came in and destabilized the government funded the rebels, created all this chaos that those people just emerged that wouldn't have done it before. And they got real brazen about it. That would happen in America too. A hundred percent, you know, and it's like all these Timmy pool civil war guys that are like, always like, uh, almost fantasizing about war. I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about, man. When you, when your police force fails and your government fails and the supply chains break down, you will see both amazing things, like you will see true courage and heroism and how human beings can still come together in times of horror and things can function. Like Gonzalo Lira was even talking about that, like right in 
Uh, where where did he live? Not Kiev. It was uh, I can't remember. Somebody in the chat. He was living in uh, I can't remember. But he would talk about how he could still go buy groceries and it was still mostly functional because human beings um, can stay functional without a government. Like we don't like without a government or a police force, you will see the true nature of people. So the majority are not sitting around waiting to rape a kid and, and shoot someone for their car. Mariupol? No, it wasn't Mariupol. It was a uh, car. It's not Krakow. That's in Poland. It's a uh, it sounds like that, though. It's like I live in. Um, I don't know. Kharkov, Kharkov. Yeah, yeah. But the, the group of people that are fucked up, there's no stopping them and they can do unbelievable amounts of damage, unbelievable amounts of damage. Now you tie in government, tribal corruption, like people just got back from the steelworks in Mariupol and they drowned a thousand people. And, you know, like they've been living on rats for a month. Do you think they give a fuck about Gonzalo Lira's opinions? Like they would play with his head if they, it's like they just watch their buddies die. Like they, they get numb to that shit. Now, five years later, when the war's over, their empathy returns and they, it haunts them. They have moral injuries sometimes, but at the time they're like completely adapted to violence. They're like adapted to the smell of, of dead bodies like the human being can adapt pretty damn fast like shockingly fast you know uh matt cox talked about that in prison like like within a few years like if somebody died like he'd he'd be like oh i gotta get coffee they're gonna lock us down he'd step right over their body i don't know in march 2020 all i saw was loser morons it was the retardest of times what will that be like during warish times well it's like You'll just see the true nature of people. Now, if you have a high trust, high morality population, you're all set, you know? But if you have this like population of strangers and predators, like America has more predators than Afghanistan, I'll tell you that. The American like predatory financial criminal, you take away, you take away uh, like the Matt Coxes and Black Kevins, you take away the threat of prison, those guys would start scamming immediately. As many people as they could. All those registered sex offenders in America would go nuts given the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And then when the army came in to fight America, they go, oh, America's filled with pedophiles. Oh, they, it's because of Christianity. They, they fuck kids. That's, and you know I'm telling the truth right now. You know that Islam is not promoting pedophilia. You know... I mean, the Catholics saying that is so ironic and ridiculous, but it's all good. Just given how I was raised and what I saw in the Catholic Church, it's like if there was no laws, what do you think those guys would be doing? Matt Cox has said that. That's why I like Matt Cox. Matt Cox is a scumbag. Black Kevin is a scumbag. But they're funny, they have great stories, and they lean into it. When Matt Cox said a lot of people in prison... When they left prison, they would think about how they would hide their crimes, hide their history, all that. He goes, I'm leaning into it. He goes, I'll just tell, I'll just tell exactly what I am. This is fucking, and it's great. It's such a fucking good move to do that. It's like me with being, um, uh, finding racism hilarious and making fun of Jews. You know, for a little while, people would be like, oh, I heard that you, uh, I heard you made fun of a Jew. I'm like, for having a big nose and like jerking off on a bus. 
And they'd be like, uh, I heard you called Barack Obama an N-word. I'm like, yeah, that fucker. I think he stole my bike. Anything else? And they're like, but I, I'm like, go like, dude, whatever you are, lean into it. And I'm not saying to like promote sin. I'm not saying like, listen, this is just who I am. I fuck, but just like, don't like Matt Cox working on not being a criminal is hilarious. When he's like, yeah, I'm always thinking about bank fraud, but I know it's bad. Like I'm always trying to not think about it. Like, like he'll have a, uh, another scumbag scammer thief, which they are on his podcast. And he'll just be like, he'll start glowing thinking about a credit card scam or like how they took an identity of a homeless person and got a $2 million mortgage. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome. It's not awesome. It's a crime. Like that's bad. It's very bad that I'm not saying it's awesome. It's, it's bad that you, I mean, people, people get hurt from this. (laughs) Uh, I truly believe Brett Johnson would have redeemed himself regardless of the possibility of prison. He's got soul. They all have souls. You know, it's a spectrum of like scumbaggery. Like my, my vulgarity and racism and homophobia and anti-Semitism is on the spectrum of, you know, scumbaggery. Like I really don't want to live next to black people. Matt Cox talking about how narcissistic he is. is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like it's funny to see someone struggling with like trying to do the right thing. Now, if I felt like he was actively trying to scam in his show, I would never recommend the show. Like if I thought the whole show was a scam, like he was playing this role and he was always manipulated. He's just like, it's a real look into the heart and mind of like someone with a criminal view of the world. And everybody is on a spectrum. Everybody has something about them that is predatory or, you know, like, for example, my mother is the least I've ever seen in my life. Like my mother, and I'm not putting her on a pedestal. She's just like ridiculously non-predatory. Like would not, if she found money on the street, she'd be like, I wonder who's this is. I I should, she would like take a week to figure out whose money it was. (laughs) And, And like, Without even, and not to virtue signal at all, like not to look like a good person. Like she literally is just completely non-criminal. And then you have like, like I'm more, I have more of a criminal mind than my mom. And I don't really have a criminal mind, but every now and then I see like little, like little angles, little things, like little ways of like, oh, if, if the speed limit's 65, I can do 71 and no one will pull me over. I think I'm like that all the, if I believe a law isn't right, I will like try to figure out how to like, not like I'll break it, but in a way that's reasonable, you know, and that is on the spectrum. So like a bank fraudster like Matt Cox would say he's in the similar spectrum where, except he's just way farther where he's like, he could justify, like he could figure out how to justify it. But, uh, my mother was like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can confirm I'm on a spectrum. Everybody is on a spectrum. Like I, I'm, I'm guessing even my mom on some level, there's been a thought where it's because no one's God, like no one's perfect. Like some whisper has like been there, you know, but it really is like my dad is like a criminal. Like my dad manipulates and lies to get money and, and fuck people over and bend, not break. 
Yeah, but for me, it's not even like like um, it's like things that I don't even think matter, like the speed limit, or uh, hate speech rules, or uh, like shit like that. Like I, I don't, I don't naturally just, I, I don't naturally just go, yeah, but it's the it's the rules. I'm like, oh, how do we get around this rules? And I know that it's profitable for me at this point. It didn't used to be. I really did have a moral stance against. Uh, the SJW thought police. And I took massive financial hits for that. At this point, I'm starting to see that there's a return. Like me being able to make fun of the stuff that other people won't. Like, for example, Coddington just sent me my Twitter analytics. It's insane from this week. I swear to God, I did not do anything for money, engagement. I don't even think that way. Like I am on the very low end of the spectrum of criminal thinking. Like, I don't even think like, oh, if I do this, I'll get more money from engagement. I swear to God, I don't. I'm like, this is funny. Fuck the Pajits. Uh, But this is going to return. This is going to have a financial benefit to this. Like, look at this. And I'm looking at some of my old friends on Twitter. They have like no engagement at all. It's like, it's like they're invisible. Because they're not comedians. They're not even interesting. Like, this is from one week. 41 million impressions. Um, half a million profile visits, over 24,000 new followers in seven days, 2 million media views. Since I've been back on Twitter, I've had a half a billion views. My, my, uh, my subscriber count has doubled like the whole time because I'm interesting. Like somebody wrote like, watch out, you're going to get kicked off Twitter. I go, they need me more than I need them. I don't want to be kicked off Twitter. Like, I like being on Twitter, but they need real interesting people or else it's stupid. It's not even like, there's no point in Twitter. And the hypocrisy will get so naked. Like, Israel can literally dance on the graves of children and not face any backlash. But yet, like, a good American man that provides for his family, he's good at his job, he's funny, he brings a lot of information and laughter to his audience, like... I'm not allowed on, then your, your fucking company is going to go to shit. I can't even stand to listen to most non-bears. Yeah, 408 million impressions since I was restored like four months ago. Oh my God, that's an amazing most I've ever had. Yeah, it's like, and I've had weeks like this before. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, you know, making fun of Pajit's really did, you know, it really did pay off. I just didn't do it for that reason. And so now, as the world's starting to see these things, as the world's bifurcating, as they say, oh, bye, uh, my comedy's more valuable than theirs. Like, they want to sit around and just do all the comedy about, uh, about um, you know, all the mainstream stupid talking points. Like, Brett Weinstein is fucking drowning. I've been trying to write to him. Like, I'm commenting. He's like, what the fuck, Owen? He's deleting his old posts where he was telling people to wear masks and it wasn't a big deal. But yet right now he's trying to lead the charge of being like the anti-mask guy or like the anti-COVID disinformation. You know, he's like, he's like going at the COVID people. I'm like, listen, Brett, you deleting the past and trying to like do a false narrative is why people think you guys are sneaky. Okay. Well, I, I was actively right the whole time on COVID and you people pretended I was unhinged and crazy. And now you guys want to pretend that you're the ones that were right. Uh, 
And you won't even promote people like me. Like you won't even shout me out. I'm also right about Israel. I'm also right about, you know, all the, like all kinds of shit, you know? So like, how about you look at Yemen right now? If you lost the mandate of heaven, can you still police the world's uh, trade zones, you know, with morality? Because when you're just killing pirates, great. But when you're bombing people because they're against your active genocide, the world will turn on you, okay? You lose the mandate of heaven. The dynasty is destroyed when you stop being a good person. You're allowed to kill and blow up pirates trying to steal because they're greedy and they want the ring. But you're not allowed to if they're protesting your fucking genocide. It's like, ah, really? It's like, dude, I'm not the one that's going to suffer from this. I'm not a Gonzalo Lira type. Like, I, if, if, if martial law is declared and... Uh, all that shit happens in America. I'm not going to fuck with them. And that doesn't make me a coward. I'm smart. I'm like, okay, read the room. Okay. If you have people all around you dying in a war, shut the fuck up. Like they're going to kill you. And then your kids don't have a dad. And then it's like, what's the point? Like what, like if you're going to martyr yourself, if someone's trying to kill your family, you fucking run at the lion, you run at them And you fucking get that. If you die doing it, you will die with honor. You will be a legend. If there's an active situation, you fucking, no fear. Go with the lion. But if you're just living with lions, don't be a fucking idiot. Look at JBP who lost all credibility with sheeple genocide support. They're all losing credibility and they're all so rich, but they realize the money doesn't do anything. You can hear this with these con artists. They're like, well, I got all this money. And it's like, but how many cars can I drive? Or it's like, I'll go to the strip club and I'll throw everyone hundreds instead of ones. But like, I still have so much more money. If, if you don't have a purpose, money is pointless. Jordan Peterson sitting in his mansion making two million a month from the fucking Jews because he supports war. What do you do with that money? Do you get more drugs, Jordan? You get 30 Bugatti's. It's like fucking stupid. If you don't have a reason for the money, there's no point. Okay, so I'm going to play this, uh, this uh, Anchor Bear sketch right now. If you want a super chat, uh, enter bestream.live slash app slash on Benjamin Comedy, and then I have to land the plane. All right, let's all enjoy this. And Kyneton, as this is going, hit me with super chats. Yo, what's up, Anchor? I've got dreams of legends repair. This is hilarious. Let me read this round of super chats and I'll do one at the end. Um, and it's kind of you too. Uh, Kyneton Ban Bart G. <laughs> hey, fellow bears. This guy on YouTube, his channel all about Owen, ba- Owen challenging him to a slap fight. Who is this douche? Oh, I don't know. Hey, Bart, did you read that in your manual on how to like do uh, guerrilla marketing? Coddington? Get rid of Bart G. Hey, fellow bears. I just heard of this channel that's 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 challenging Owen. Who is this with Link? Does anyone have any opinions with Link? Are you fucking retarded? Jesus, why is everyone so fucking stupid? Rest in peace, Gonzalo Lira. Yeah, rest in peace, Gonzalo Lira. He, uh, I found him very interesting and funny. World War Poop has been great. Your impersonations are hilarious. Thank you very much, Pine Tree Bear. Uh, J-Rock, paying the gay away for wanting to buy a nail file. Good for you. 
Lilac Bear, BB and Cod, cheers. A chai tea for both of you. Nice, hot India spices. Indeed. Justin coming in hot. Thank you for pushing the true, bold, and beautiful. Got a lot of gay to pay away. This is the first uh, super chat. Keep pushing us and yourself to look that in that mirror. I can see your comedy, truth, and intuition is just leading to more fun, beauty, and the joy of faith and family. I'm aligned in defeating the two horns. I would love the bear name Defeat uh, defeat the Two Horns Bear, if possible. God bless. Welcome, Defeat the Two Horns Bear. Ten bucks for being 5'9 and for the surname White. Good for you. Crushing. Uh, bass player, Papa Bear. Best comedian in the realm. Can confirm Hinduism is absolute insanity. I'm married to a coconut Indian woman, raised Catholic in South India, and only lived there until she was six. Has no desire to even visit. Total shithole. Anyway, what's your take on microwaves for food? I was anti-microwave for a decade, and now I have kids. I use them for the convenience factor, not based. I I use uh, the microwave, just not a lot, but um, I I don't care at all. It might kill good bacteria, like in like raw milk or yogurt. It it might have an effect on the nutrition, and if you're like right next to it, it's probably not healthy. But I think truthers can calm down. Legendary bear. Why this Colaveri Doctor official video, BB? Review the song. This is Paneer official song. You will br- break Pajit internet if you review the video song. Kyneton, will you please write down whatever the fuck that means? And then J-Rock, a bit of gratitude on payday. Thank you. All right, let's enjoy this, and then I got to go. Can I meet you there? So you're saying you want to come to work? You there. All right, I'll give you a shot. Uh, we start tomorrow at 9-11. I'll see you there. <laughs> All right, see you then. Oh, but, dude, you can't sing all day, okay? Okay. I, I mean, okay. Fire the guns, fill them with smoke. A legion of legends bringing no hope. Marching on one trumps and The glory is found. Gun to bring the rain. Baptized by the bullets of pain. Oh, 
dude, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, like how am I supposed to even read that? Well, this is, see, this is E. <laughs> Kyle, do you have any uh, wire strippers? Oh, yeah, here. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's the Gary and the Terry Show. Oh, no, dude. Jesus. <laughs> Gravy will flow with like wine. <laughs> oh, Jagobat. Look at this idiot. Dude. Fuck, man. That's cool. Yeah, you like that Yeah, and I do, but just not like now. Like not in my ear. Okay. Unbelievable, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright, so we have different layers of mud. You got it? Not really. Alright. Send it to the zoo. That's what you gotta do. You got it? Yes. Yo, Jackobat, what time's lunch? At uh, 12.30. Uh, and after lunch, I'll show you the crawl space. You're gonna love it. <laughs> Jackobat's such a creep. This is great, isn't it? Yeah. I do some of my best thinking down here. Closet, huh? Yeah, I man, it's taking mud down. I know some closet. I found this building with some fuzzy, that's why my voice is so hot, they call Luther for Spider. It's exactly the first day. Yes, I know. Jesus Christ. I'm going down through the clouds. Memories come rushing up to me now. In a cross space between the kitchen and the corner of some bedroom door. I had a dream. Hey man, uh, I was gonna give you the two straight. I'm not sure if this is the best fit. I thought I was crushing it. This was my best day ever. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. Come up with a project that needs your special set of skills. I'll give you a call. <laughs> yes. That's so fucking funny. Well done, guys. I can even put that in the Bertari Times app. It's clean enough. All right, I got to land the plane. Unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Uh, entropy streamed out live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Bertari at campgrounds.com. How dare you? Jack about you're a degenerate. Uh, is this the final super chat? Fonzie Bear, Owen, thanks for the gravy and Simple Man by Bad Company is a song. Different and good has piano. I will check it out. Crush on, sir, you as well. Great job, everyone who was involved in that video. That made me laugh a lot. Kyneton, are we caught up? Did you fall asleep? Have you been drugging yourself, Kyneton, to avoid the pain? Uh, much love to you, Wobbly Bear. 
And I know I was early today, so if you missed the beginning, check it out. I had a good uh, good little talk about Yemen. And I like bombing pirates is fine. It's just if the pirates are doing it for moral reasons, you will lose your mandate of heaven. I'm just waiting on Coddington. I'm caught up. All right. I'll see you guys Sunday with Jerry Marzinski. I will post on the Bertari Times app uh, the time and link. Uh, God willing. So Bertari Times, wherever you get your uh, wherever you get your apps, it's a little more than a dollar a month, and it's the best app on the internet by far, with the exception of the Compass. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruity and boil, guy.